Episode 36 of The Passive Hang. It's Fayon here. Remember, check out the website, thepassivehang.com, where I've got the podcasts, I'm sharing videos, and now I'm writing informational guides for all you movement enthusiasts. Check it out now on thepassivehang.com. All right, man. Well, um, thanks, guys, for joining in once again. Uh, this is The Passive Hang. We're at episode 36, and today I'm joined by Iesu Escalante. I hope I pronounced that with the same sort of flair that you've uh, pronounced it with, um, but, you know, I'd... is that Spanish, by the way? I think I have Hebrew influences, you know. I'm from Mexico originally, mm. and my parents yeah, have found finding the name, and, and I think have kind of Hebrew and you say Yesu and it's very related with Jesus and all those things, you know, Mexican mm. culture is very in that way. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, and so we were introduced uh, via a mutual friend and with, uh, when we were talking, just chatting via email, I think Yesu is uh, working on some really interesting things, including this um, concept of the shifting project, which I sort of gathered a little bit from it his Instagram, but I'm really keen on digging in and asking you a bit more about this whole sort of project. But one thing that I was struck with when I was just going through your feed as well was I really love how you share a lot of your practice and make it work with being a family man. So with your young son I've seen, and then there was one where you're carrying your daughter as well. So (laughs) yeah. Um, and you've mentioned that your wife as well is also a practitioner. So what's, uh, what's happening there? Are you making some sort of movement super family or something or? <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you for, for your time. And, and, and yeah, very, very kind from our friend to introduce us. So yeah. Uh, well, I grew up like that as well. You know, my, my father introduced me to, to, to my practice. In this case was uh, Chinese martial arts. So mm. uh, home, home was an academy, you know, so we, for, for us it's, it's, it's normal. My wife in, in her case also, she, she started when she was like three or four years old. Uh, and, and then she's been like part of us. So for us, it's like a, a normal reflex, you know, and, and, and my kids, so when this, this case, the older one, Luca, his name, uh, he's been exposed to art, to, 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 to training, to practice uh, uh, since he was a baby. So for him, it's like also like a fun time, you know, like this is yeah. a family time. It's okay, let's come and learn some cool stuff for him. And, and, and I'm very lucky. I'm very lucky that he's interested and, and he's motivated. And he actually sometimes pull me out and say, come on, puppy, let's do another handstand. Let's do another push-up or whatever the, he had in his imagination. And, and yeah, as I say, so I've been exposed to that. And, and for us, we don't even question what we're doing. We're just existing, you know, living our lives. And, and, mm. and yeah, we're lucky. And my wife, as she's also a practitioner, a teacher, an artist, as I say. But for, for her, it's normal. You know, we have always. We actually, in the lounge, we, we take everything off. We have no couches. We have, like, this is, like, the training space they allow, yeah. you know, like, when your parents say, don't play with balls at home, you want to break things. So instead of forbidding that, instead of blocking that impulse, we actually open the space to, to play with a soccer ball or, or 
to make dirty the walls or stuff mm. like that. So yeah, we allowed that. <laughs> yeah, that's beautiful, man. That was sort of like I've just moved house as well, and I was looking for one with you know nice sort of floorboards and a nice space to move in, and we've sort of designed it as well so that you can just move all the couches back so that there's a nice open space, and you know then then you. I don't know. For me, I don't really want anything else. Like, um, I'm sure it's similar like you just like, just need a nice open space where when you can't train outside, maybe because it's raining, then you can just go inside and, and just keep on continuing. <laughs> well, you see, like we, we lucky enough to have access to, to facilities, you know, and, and, and even if it's raining, but I, I find it that very powerful that, uh, it doesn't become like a, this ideal situation for practice, ideal uh, training space, equipment and, and mindset and, and et cetera. I think it should be a, a natural reflex, you know, it should be, uh, uh, I always say to my people, uh, uh, you need to remind ready, you know, you, you shouldn't get ready. It's like the, the warrior spirit, you know, <laughs> we, 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 we incompletely, we hit to, to go for it, you know, uh, so, so, so yeah. Yeah, I think that's an important point, man. Like normally when you're so used to training in a certain space, like well, like the gym, right? A lot of people think that that's the only place where you can do physical sort of exercise. Then you're very constrained to going like that's the only place where that can ever happen, which is, yeah, I think you're potentially missing out on a few things there. But um, so at the moment you're based in France. Is, is that in Paris or whereabouts are you? Uh, so one hour and a half in train from Paris, the city is Chateau. Uh, it's a small city, but smallish is fine. You know, we, we base in France. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we've been moving, we've been moving around a lot. So we need a place and, and, and also family time. And it's amazing, amazing place to live. We live by, by the river, by the lake, our garden is like, we're cool now. Yeah. And just as a sort of brief overview of what you're sort of doing, you're just saying that you're, you're currently teaching at the National Circus School of Arts. Is, is that correct? Um, and you used to be a, a circus performer as well. Yeah, also, I also teach there and, and I still uh, an active mm -hmm. artist uh, and physical art, uh, you know, in general, dance, circus, theater uh, and and wherever the project comes. Uh, and yeah, at the moment I'm, I'm teaching at the National Circus School here in Chateauroy and, and passing, passing the, the concepts, the principles towards practice and, and how, to, how to apply this as a vocabulary, as a way of expression, mm. uh, mainly floor disciplines, but with the time you become really exposed to a lot of information and you are able to understand many different approaches, like from there to, I also have the luck that my, my wife, she's an aerial artist. So we kind of complement each other when I have a question about, uh, I don't know, let's say some aerial work or some upper body strength and mm -hmm. she come to the game and she just clicked me out and it's super easy, this is very cool. And at the same time, I, uh, I'm an artist, a choreographer, um, and also teach, teach a lot uh, online and workshopping. And, and yeah, that's basically. And so you mentioned your father as being a big influence. Maybe, you know, I'd love to dig in from the very start, like where you, you started getting into all this, you know, sort of, I don't know what you term, movement practice or where you started getting influence from and maybe take us through from that point. 
Sure, thank you. It will be a nice refreshing. Uh, yeah, as I said, well, uh, home was an academy, you know, like a, a martial arts school. So my whole family practiced. Uh, uh, well, at the time, we didn't have that separation of what is what, you know. So we, my whole family was full on training. My mom, my, I have two sisters also. Uh, and we've been exposed to, to, to that, to that commitment, discipline, and appreciation towards uh, a teacher uh, 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 having access to information. So, yeah, this case was Chinese martial arts, and, and my father put us in the lines from very young. I have, a, I don't know, three years old, four years old, as soon as I can actually follow a class on instruction, he put me with the class, and we... we we continue that path uh, and well now it's been over 30 years of training and, and practicing and understanding and, and questioning. So I think that was very crucial for me because my father still trains, you know, my father is still practicing, he, he's still active, he, he has many other teachers, many other, uh, uh, let's call old, you know, like uh, over 60, 70, 90 years old, they still active with a full capacity and it's impressive how they prioritize, they, 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 they vision and how they remind uh, uh, ready and, and this developing passion. I think this is a very important topic that we should talk about. Uh, developing passion towards towards the, the, the practice. So for me, it was a, a, a beautiful childhood. You know, that was going to school, coming to the uh, to the one to the academy, training a class, coming into the next class, going with the adults, running around or vibing kicks around. <laughs> so I, I was always uh, around these amazing, skillful people and, and, and always this discipline and respectful to, uh, towards practice. So it was, was very cool. And that obviously influenced me to, to, to question me, why, where is that passion come from? Like, why actually we're spending that much time into a mm -hmm. task uh, to, uh, and into a point I needed to know more I was very curious and with a lot of respect, I said to my father, listen, I think I need to keep going. I need to ask uh, different perspectives, you know? And very kind, my, my, my dad accepted, because you know, in those times was like, your teacher is your teacher, it's a life teacher, you know, like you continue mm -hmm. all, all your life. And, but I think I had a lot that he was my father and he also respected his curiosity and independence of his son. And he supported me very quickly. So I started looking for different influences and, and this way when I went to China and I spent around two years over there going deeper into, into that mm -hmm. perspective and, and, and training and philosophy, the way of, of different methods of, of how to make people understand how to communicate with different concepts, you know, because no, no any, no, all the people need the same information to understand things, you know, so mm -hmm. it's, it's very cool to go to a different culture, a different approach, and, and, and how they actually are able to communicate with very little uh, information, you know, and, and, and you, you, you just get it, you understand, you don't question anymore, you just keep going. And then I start traveling around, finding teachers, finding information on, until uh, well, I keep I keep doing that. You know, I keep I keep curious, and when I see someone is uh, facilitating some kind of information that is very up close to my vision of practice, of course I'm gonna go and visit them and and and, and keep curious and learning. I think we shouldn't stop learning. Yeah, it sounds like you have this like big 
seeker energy to go out and you know ask the questions and try and find the answers but you know was your dad just like a teacher to you or was he a, an official teacher to to many people yeah no to he he have uh, he was second in the lineage and uh, the the hierarchy call it say, uh, call it like that and when when martial, Chinese martial arts arrived to Mexico from from the states army Chinese people bring it etc etc so he was second in that hierarchy so he have high important role into the association call it like that mm. and, and and he was in charge of many 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 people and and was as I said, was was so uh, impressed how how he, the approach of of skillful people, of amazing people, uh, was presented to me because uh, you know I have memories that my father worked in a specific skill uh, to thirty centimeters uh, ice block to be able to break it with his head or all these kind of kung fu weird things that we do over the years, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, and, and I have these memories of, of this, this qi kung, you know, this um, energy work and how, how to apply it. And, and so it's beautiful. Yeah, he was in charge of uh, in many, many other aspects, not only teaching me or teaching his, his students in his academy. He was also collaborating a lot with his mm. principal teacher, which was my father-in-law, actually. Uh, you, you call it like that? No, no my padrino. Uh, but, you know, your um, your wife's uh, father, or uh, no, 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 not at all. No, <laughs> but his master was also very connected to our family. Yep. Okay, so uh, sorry for my English. Sometimes I don't have all the words. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, so we was very exposed to very deep, deep uh, approach to, to training. So mm-hmm. we, we learned to respect that and. and and we learn also that it's not only about this mysticism and this like kind of, uh, this is only for the selected ones. And, 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 and no, we actually approach it in a very fun way, very familiar way, uh, with a lot of respect, a lot of discipline, a lot of meticulous uh, corrections, but was accessible. And I think mm-hmm. this is very important. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And tell me more about this like development of passion that you had, because normally, what I see and even drawing from my own childhood, when you're kind of introduced to a lot of things, especially from the parents' side, when you grow up and you become a teenager as well, you know, you want to rebel. For me, I was swimming a lot when I was very young. Like I was in the pool from when I was a baby and then I was a competitive swimmer. And then from teenage years, that's when I, the love for swimming really just disappeared. I was sort of like, why am I swimming all the time? This is becoming really boring. And I I lost it. I I stopped it. So what about your side? How how come you stuck with it? Yeah, I mean, I I have the same story, you know, like everyone when I was around, um, I think 15 years old, you know, I has like this revelation of i need to discover the world and then it's it's, it's some nice things out there and all that thing you know and and i came to speak to my father because practice for us was as i say home you know 
So for me, having permission to go out with friends was actually missing a class, you know, or, or <laughs> going off uh, of, the, of the academy. So I, I went to speak to him, say, listen, I, I think uh, uh, I want to discover the world, you know, and he just laughed uh, at me and said, because I think he knew that I, really, I was really in love with it because he, you can really see when someone is, is in your lines, when, you tra- when, you, when you're teaching someone, you can really see when, if, if you go deep to the heart or, or you just go superficially, you know. Uh, and I think he knew and he said, okay, listen, the only rule that I can give you as a father, not even as a teacher, as a father is like, you come once a week to train minimum two hours, you know, because for all was the whole day, as I say, you know, to train two, two hours. And, and I say, you can choose the day. Uh, and in that, that time, I will, as I trained for many years by then, I choose Fridays because Fridays he's used to have sparring session, you know, with, with all mm. the classes come together and you have like this, this big sparring. For me, it was very inspiring because you never know who's going to be in front of you and you didn't, you didn't know how they was working on, you know. So for me, yeah, let's sparring every Friday. So I was all, all Fridays that you teaching. But very quickly, I understand that wasn't what I'm looking for, you know. And, and I think this competitive way or this like curiosity way, like uh, I remember just to run a lot. I was very hyperactive kid. I still... I'm a very hyperactive boy, you know, and, and I used to run a lot. And one time I remember that I wanted to show off, you know, like every, every teenager. Uh, and I got so tired, man, like, uh, and I never felt that uh, fatigue, cardiovascular fatigue, you know, this mm. uh, lacking of, of, of oxygen. I never felt it that way because I used to train a lot and, and, and I, never, I never got tired before. That, that feeling, especially that feeling, of course I got tired. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, then, and then I realized this is, okay, this is not cool. I don't like this feeling. You know, and that's why uh, one year after, it took me one year to actually, I didn't lose my full capacity, but I did lose something that, that I didn't like uh, as a sensation in my body. So, so quickly I came back to training after a, a year of this like year mm. off with, without any f- full freedom because my father said, you need to come once a week, you know? So I very quickly came back and full on. And from there, I, I never stepped out. And, and I, found, I found this beautiful master. They came to do an, like an internship to Mexico. Uh, it was a, 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 he came from Shaolin, for example. Uh, and you needed to apply, you know, to go there. And then for me, that was a huge revelation after I went to, to them. Say, yes, man, this is what I'm looking for. What's a completely different approach uh, uh, of, of this holistic approach of the, of the practice itself? You know, this is where it comes, come this uh, terminology that now we use, you know, like from your training, you get the information to actually apply it into practice, you know? And then, and mm-hmm. then as I, when, I, when I understood, uh, uh, I see this guy use the way he's standing looking at us before even sharing any information, you understood what his concept was, you know? So that was mm-hmm. beautiful, it was a huge revelation for me. And from there, I just keep looking for it. That's why I moved, I moved there to, to live there and, and train there. Yeah, that's really beautiful, man. And I kind of get what you mean. It's kind of like when someone's presence and energy is so aligned to what they do that before they even speak, you're like, oh, I kind of get what they're about. And then when they speak and they explain, it's like opening up that big dark like web and you want to find out more because you're like, oh, this is really interesting. So, yeah, I'm interested to hear. So you moved then from Mexico to, to China and you spent like a couple of years there. Um, you know, with these Chinese martial arts, it, what type of 
disciplines did this fall under? Yeah, well, uh, I've been exposed to a very vast, uh, you know, Chinese martial arts are so vast. It's mm. so profound. It's a lot of information to, uh, to be exposed. I have the luck that I start very young and with a lot of uh, nice information. And, and so I was exposed from, as I say, hard Qigong to the softness and deepness of, of, of the Qigong itself. Tai Chi weapons, uh, fighting, Sanda, we call it fighting, uh, northern, southern styles. I, I, I have the, the possibility to, to learn a lot into in, in all this time. And obviously with the time you start identifying yourself. So why, why I went to Shaolin? Because first of all, I was very uh, connected to, to our roots, our uh, family roots, in the side, family roots, uh, training family roots, per se. Uh, uh, so I went there and I had, I had the look that I knew more or less the market because when you go to Shulin, it's like a very like commercial thing, you know? Mm. Uh, uh, so I, I, I have the advantage that I knew that. So you don't, you don't go to those big uh, things, you know, you really go inside the mountain and find this small school that you, mm -hmm. you really feel that they can afford something because I did have already levels, you know, it wasn't impressive to see the monks jumping around uh, and doing crazy things because I grew up with that, you know, so for mm. me it was impressive how was they actually mastering or, or understanding a full concept. You know? mm. and, and, and yes, when I, when I arrived there, first of all, obviously you, 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 I didn't speak Chinese at the time, so I just went there, you know, and, and also my English wasn't so, so cool. So I said, okay, let's just do this, man. <laughs> so I, I, I arrived there with like a, with a lot of love, a lot of passion. I said, I will just get this. Don't you worry. Uh, and my family support me, you know, I said, okay, we trust you. I think you're ready. Let's just do it. So I went there and, and slowly the things came. The Chinese, uh, uh, it came itself. Uh, you're supposed to that. And I really make a rule for me. I say, I do not speak English. I do not speak Spanish. I really need to understand the culture, you know, the instructions. Mm -hmm. Why you ask, what is, what is the speed for you? Where, you know, like speed is not for them moving fast. Or in this case, for my teacher, uh, you know. Uh, uh, and yeah, so we train from acrobatics to weapons to shuantong uh, traditional forms, uh, qigong, um, the classical... 10 hours, 13 hours training in summer, eight hours in winter, you know, like wake up the class. All, all the stories that you hear that you wake up at five o'clock to train is true. You do that. Okay. Mm. And, and, and all the stories that you know, eat so good. You don't eat so good, but who cares? You do <laughs> what you love, man. There is no really comfort there. You know, you go, you go because you're looking for something, you know, mm. Obviously, there is different aspects. You can go to different schools or different, uh, where you have hot, hot water, nice food, you train only two hours a day, four hours a day. It's fine also. I don't say this one is better than the other. Depends what you're looking for. You know, you're looking mm. for experience, uh, holidays, or because you hear that China was cool, you can go that way. It's also very cool. Apports a lot to you. I was looking for different things. You know, I was looking for the essence and, and I had the luck to, to, to meet very beautiful people that open a lot my perspective of, of, of my training. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, maybe could you uh, expand a little bit more about this this search? Like looking back, you what were you kind of looking for? You mentioned this this essence. So, what do you mean by that? 
after being exposed to a, a, a lot of movement, move, movement paths, shapes, you start to understand that you start to see beyond the physical form of the movement. And this is actually which we should educate this, every practitioner. As a, as a teacher, you have a responsibility to educate that way. You know, you need to invite your people to, to, to see beyond the physical form of the movement. You know? mm. So with, with the time you start, you start looking at those topics and you say, okay, there is a way, there is information that made him do it that way or made her move that way that I still don't understand. I still don't even know exists, but I can see he do exactly what, he, what I do or she does exactly what he's doing and it's completely different because the level of understanding is different or the, the way you experience it is different. So they, they source, they, they uh, burns the curiosity, you know, say, okay, I just don't want to move. I just don't want to jump high and turn two times and land splits. I don't want to do that. You know, I don't want to do backflips. I, I, I want to habitate my backflip, if you, say, if you want. You know, I want to give in, in, intent. And then is when I, I understand that word exists. You know, and mm. not no only intention, you know, it, because in, in Spanish, you really say just intense, intention. You know, you don't really have that difference. So when, when you understand that there is intent, intent training, it's wow, man. Let's just go for it, you know. So the, the, I'm a, I don't know anything. It's, it's very, very cool because you, you, you start saying, okay, I thought I was rooted. I thought I was grounded. I thought my stance was uh, like quite stable. But when you start uh, uh, feeling where, where, where the connections come and, and how you can articulate that, you, f you can see the application in any field. You can see that if, if uh, say, in fact, you can, you can apply that concept towards a strength training. You can apply that, that concept to conditioning, to flexibility or mobility, whatever the objective is, you can apply the concepts, you know, the intent training. So that, that for me was the main, the main reason why I needed more information, you know, because obviously when you train that much time a day, you have a lot more time to, to, to go deeper into any mm. concept. Uh, and, and yeah, so you just, you just know that there is energy, you know, there is the power can be reached and, and then you start questioning where that power comes from. Mm. And then when you, when you go and find the, uh, when you go deep towards yourself, I'm not saying that anyone can give you those answers. Of course, there is people that you can like inspired by and trying to understand, but I think you need to understand what balance is for you, you know, uh, balance far from equilibrium, balance from uh, or the point of view of harmony. And then there, when you, when you question yourself, what is harmony for you, what is balance for you, then you can apply it to your practice. And then mm -hmm. you are applying to your movement, to your locomotions, to your fancy tricks, which uh, everyone loves. I do love them also, you know, but, mm -hmm. When, when they empty, they empty, you know, there is no identity in it. And I think it's very important to develop identity and intention. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think you're mentioning some really important things, right? It's just like the classic, like, let's say a common thing, like getting the splits and it's like a thing that a lot of people want. And, but then once you get the splits, you know, there's this like, okay, and what next and what next and what next, but I like how you describe it. It's like, then trying to inhabit your splits or inhabit that experience of what just happened. And then you start to realize that there is maybe something, 
something more than just that objective of just getting the splits, right? I mean, it's, it's very beautiful also the, the approach of skill training. You know, I, I don't say you shouldn't go there. I mean, virtuosity is always something very catchy, you know, and if you, ca- if you want to base your training skill orientated, it's also very cool. Uh, uh, I mean, it's better than being in the couch. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, uh, of course, I don't say that people shouldn't focus on achieving splits. Uh, and or, or muscle ups or, or holding handstands for a minute or all those things. Of course, you, you do it. You want to you opening your eyes towards your capacity. You know that which is very cool because from there curiosity comes. Why I can't hold it for sixty seconds if I did all my all my drills and I did all my conditioning, I did all my line work. Why I just can't stay those 60 seconds? Why I always fell in 58? Man, it's not 60, it's not 60. And all those frustrations comes and all those things. And then and attention, because there becomes the vanity practice. And then we need to be very aware mm-hmm. what is vanity practice and what is your practice. You know? So, yeah, if you want to orient your practice, your training towards skill, it's also very cool. Because later, um, early or later, will come that curiosity that says, okay, Actually, this pain that I feel holding my, my split, my active splits, you know, which is mainly very, very, very like frustrating feeling, uh, that, that pain is actually give me, give me knowledge towards life. You know, how, how do I manage tension? How do I manage resistance? Uh, uh, how do I apply this feeling that I'm feeling in these awkward positions uh, towards uh, and a conversation when someone is not agreeing with me? It will create a tension and this tension obviously going to produce that much energy that in a moment going to explode or the days when come the conflict. And, and what we learn in movement is we should identify that point and hook to that energy, to that explosion and make it in our, in our benefit. You know, that when it comes to precise movement, you know, uh, 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 on, on, uh, on Kung Fu, we say fighting. It's like this is like sudden explosive movement. Uh, the, the articulation of one. So when, when, when you find that in an awkward position, even a painful split, ow, ow, ow. but then you start breathing and you start working your intent in it. So you habitate your split. Obviously, progression will come as a consequence. I think when we when we when we train skill training, uh, skill practice orientated, I think we should also feel that the achieve the achievement of of whatever goal I'm working towards should be a consequence from your training, from your practice, mm. and from there you want to have a lot of revelations because uh, we, you're going to understand the process. You're going to Call, uh, talk about the process, but you understand the process, what, the, what, what this process of, 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 of progression will, will give you in your daily life, not only mm. in your practice. Uh, well. Yeah, yeah, this is um, an interesting part because sometimes I, I question as well about how we can take our learnings from like movement practice into wider life as well because you might in that moment be like, oh, maybe that this I, I recognize that this pain or this uh this ability to sit with an uncomfortable moment maybe can be used at uh in a different in a different context or in that diff- difficult conversation but i also feel that there's there's also 
a step that needs to be made with the way that you look at practice as well, right? Because for uh, a lot of people, and I used to do it as well when I was going to the gym a lot, it was just like, you know, just like gym training, you know, maybe that was the vanity practice that you were talking about. And uh, although it did affect my life, all the cross links to make, uh, to recognize that what I was practicing there and learning there didn't really quite carry over to the rest of my life. So what do you think, it is or what maybe what do you say to yourself or your students to then try and and carry that over to a wider field other than practice like physical practice yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I, I understand thank you for this because actually this morning we we, we was talking about this uh, in the class you know as, as, as i said moves or movement uh, uh, or the, the the skill should be a consequence of your practice Okay, so this is going to, to, to bring a questioning we wanna, uh, already. Why are we practicing? Why, why we, we need to see the movement, as I say, outside, beyond of, of the external form. So we need to question ourselves where the weight is. Okay, when you practice yourself or when you see someone doing the, the, the move, what is the weight? What is the path? What is the connection? Where his focus is, or what is my focus is? You know, how can I make this strong, effortless? Uh, and all these questions will bring reflection. You know, will, will be will be this necessity of visualization, okay? Which this brings imagination, and with without imagination, like for example, in art, with without imagination, there is no art. Okay, you know, you, you need to you need to believe, visualize, and from there you, you want to start having answers. No, or even more questions actually. <laughs> and I have more questions, you know. So oh, risk management, you know, like how, for example, uh, in circles, uh, when I say I teach acrobatics, sometimes it's not only floor us, this new terminology, soft acrobatics, you know, like it's, it's not only that, you know, there you go into a very risk. Uh, situations you know like talking about uh, teetherboard like very very life or death <laughs> so there is a real risk so when, when you go to that extreme mm, not saying everyone should be triple doing triples eh? but like when you go to that extreme you, you you question really what is fear what is fear what is risk how much actually intent you put towards uh, managing that the preparation Trusting your practice, you need to trust your practice, you need to trust your, your, your team, your teacher. When they tell you you're ready, it's mainly because you're ready. And, and, and you need to develop this independency to say to yourself, I'm ready. Okay? By there, you need to have the, the power of visualization, you know, this law of attraction. You visualize how you are in the space. At the moment, you're going to be understanding the risk Okay, where is your weak point? Where is the blind spot? Where is actually going to be my weight placed? And by already questioning where you, where is, like how you manage that risk, how you manage that trust to, to overcome the fear, you're already training yourself, training your essence, training your brain to say, when you're in a daily life, uh, in a daily basis, let's say, uh, normal life situation, <laughs> uh, you, you will manage. Uh, uh, also because you pass through that already in your practice so you know I'm, I'm scared of dark when you are a kid you know so if you never expose 
to the appreciation of light, you will not appreciate dark because we know exists the light without the darkness, you know? So, for example, this, uh, sorry, this morning, uh, we have a, a, a conversation towards one, one, one principle. And then one, one of the students asked me, what is the, the, the perception of fear of, of blind people, for example? You know, for me, it was a beautiful question, like a, like a revelation, you know, like, okay, well, man, this is, this is so deep. Like, at the moment, I can't answer you. you know, first of all, because I, I have the luck to see. Um, but we know that the things exist because we've been pre presented to it. Okay? Mm -hmm. So, uh, uh, in practice, if you've been presented to fear, and you overcome fear to do a bat table, to do a macaco, to do whatever skill you work, you know, to climb very high. You overcome to that. Now you understand that exists the possibility to overcome fear. Mm. So this is like a, an, an easy approach to understand how to apply it to your daily life. You know, like you, you, you know you're capable when you're exposed to that. Mm. It's like walking into this, this potential of what you can do and when you show yourself that you can do it then it opens up the doors to rewrite like that you can do something else like write a book or something else that may be scary yeah i i'm sort of understanding there yeah and so you mentioned was it just a couple of years that you spent in china like uh, from from there what made you move on and then what happened after that period yeah, I lived in China for about two years. Um, from uh, I spent time in, in Songshan, uh, in Shaolin, uh, well known as a Shaolin, in the mountain there. I, I trained I train there. Uh, I understood a lot of things and a lot of questions also came after that. Uh, what, after that, I, went, I was very curious to go deeper into my practice. So in my teacher, there, uh, he had this philosophical approach. He was very, uh, the, the, the roots of Kung Fu, you know, the roots of, 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 of Shinji Ba Seyama, is the name, Shinji Ba. Uh, and, and his very approach uh, with a Buddhist, um, philosophy and, and Chan Buddhism and a lot of also Taoism influences. So from there I wanted to, to know more, you know, so I went to Shenzhen to the south, uh, the border with Hong Kong, uh, to, to study, to go into a monastery to study. By then just, I spoke already Chinese and, and I have more access because they, once you speak, it's, it's, mm. they can feel you're making an effort to really go into, into the, the, the culture. So I went there to to have a experience of monastic life. Um, I did, I wasn't convinced I want to become a monk, <laughs> but, but, but I was very interested in how that vision appeared towards your movement to, if, if, uh, to make your movement more powerful. So I went there and there was beautiful, was amazing experience, man, how I get there and the, the, how it nourished my practice. And then I have the luck that one, one, one teacher 
adopting way of saying because he was teaching me how to walk, uh, what to wear, how to eat, uh, all those protocols which I found it uh, very contradictory to the main uh, vision of it. Uh, but it's very, very, very nice uh, to experience it because uh, it nourishes you as, as, a, as a being, as a, as a human. Mm. And, and he, he used to joke uh, uh, with me all the time because normally they give you speech, you know, they give you a, like a, a thought. Mm. And the tradition is they give you the thought, you go to your corner, you meditate the thought, and then always it finished with a question without answer, you know, these koans in Buddhism, you know, like they give you this deep question, but they don't actually expecting any answer, but you're like trying to find the answer, like what he's trying to tell me, like, which, you know, and you go very, very deep into that. And then, so that's the tradition, you know, and I, and I did it two or three times and then, okay, this is not going to bring me anywhere. I'm not getting a thing out of this uh, corner meditation thing. So I used to practice, after his speech, you know, after his talk, <laughs> I used to, I used to practice and, and, and for me, practice was my meditation, you know, my, my, my revelations of what he wanted to say. And, and I used to apply all these concepts to, to the articulation or, or, or to finding my tantian, to finding my center, for example, how, how grounded my feet towards, towards the center to be able to, to, to take it to my chest, that all these uh, beautiful concepts, I was applying it into my practice. So he used to joke and I said, man, you are a very weird disciple, I'm a very weird student, you know. I think you have too much energy, then you need to sit and meditate, you know. So if you need to sit in sasana, you need to and, and meditate more. And I said, yeah, but I, I don't just don't understand you. <laughs> and when I train, unless I can feel what you say. You know, and, and, and for him, he said, okay, this is your way. It's beautiful. Train. I, I, I wish I never say that. And because there was a serious, you know, like was my practice. And then he was coming and said, okay, bam. And, and the, the corrections was beautiful, but was like, oh man, you know, like I was training to stay there for five minutes, but when he came and stayed there for 15 minutes, you know, and then it's like, but very beautiful, very, very beautiful. And after that, uh, I went to the university sports in Tianjin because I was looking for a teacher uh, that teach Chen style. Uh, because what, uh, obviously the philosophical side opened my, my curiosity towards that, you know, like uh, what is this spiral force? What is this interconnected forces that they, they're talking, the codependency of the things they're talking about? Uh, what is this in my body? So I found that in traditional, in traditional forms and traditional styles of, of, of Chinese martial arts, I was looking for it. I hear that in, in Tianjin was a very good master, very cool mm. teacher, uh, good way of saying, because if you're not open to hear his uh, learnings, you will not learn anything, you know? So mm. it's also up to the student to make a good master. Uh, so he, 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 I find him in the first meeting, he didn't accept me. Uh, I don't know if it was a test, but uh, he said, no, I can't, I can't teach you. And so, okay, I won't give up. And I was, teach, I was learning from his disciples. I was training every day, for example. And the university was more soft. Mm. You know, instead of 10 hours, I was like four or six hours. So instead of coming in my class at 10, I used to come like at seven and, and find some of his student, closest students to, to, to train together and, and be more curious. And eventually he, he invited me to one of his classes. Ah, amazing, amazing, amazing. He invited me to one of his classes and, and I remember for the first month he put me in front of the mirror to repeat the movement 
you know, like a, a, a movement to, to understand uh, explosive, explosivity and how they connected in. And for the first time, I actually had fun doing the same thing. I think I wasn't ready before, you know. Uh, and, but I think this necessity of, of clarity in my, in my research uh, allowed me to accept that as an instruction. So mm-hmm. for the whole month, I was three hours a day in the morning from six o'clock you know, to nine and before, before breakfast. Uh, training one movement, man. Well, obviously it was a concept, you know, but in the beginning, it's a movement and you meme it and then uh, today you do it like this and yesterday, okay, you feel something. It's like, okay, let me come back to that feeling and then you start feeling where it comes from and suddenly you become stronger, your legs come more rooted, you, you, your core start working all together, your hands start expressing the power coming from the feet, you know, like it's, it's, it's very revelating for me that that, that, uh, that that month and after that he invited me to the class normal and we was training normal uh, with all the other students so it was very cool exercise of appreciations and, and respect to towards visions yeah mm. yeah i like what you said when you said oh it was like you had had fun so was there portions like during this time as well where it, it felt like just work and practice, you know, sometimes when you practice and it feels like grinding, you're just like, oh, I'm just doing this again and again. Did something change for you in that moment? I think uh, uh, I developed a little bit more maturity. Probably also I was older to, to, to appreciate the exercise. Uh, you know, I mean, for, for me, training always was about having fun. You know, because I was introduced as a kid, so well, was always about uh, developing this love to practice. Uh, uh, but then I, I start feeling really. I think I also because I, I start understanding more Chinese and the culture, and after being in a in a just Buddhist monastery, you know, like which was more deeper the comprehension about. So from there, I start actually appreciating. The, the art itself, you know, uh, mm. and, and understanding and respecting the, the, the passion that the people developed towards you because he was an old, an old guy, but he was powerful as no one I met before, you know, mm. so, uh, and that only explains the passion, you know, the passion he had and he, when he teach you, he really wanted you to understand him, you know, like, and he tried 10 different ways to tell you the same thing and, and he gets like a little bit overexcited saying, ah, why are you not getting it? Okay, let me just touch you here. Okay, you don't get it. Go back to the mirror and, and go, go back to that. And, and then I think because I was ready to, to, receive, to receive the love, to, to receive the passion, you know, not only to receive the information. Uh, I don't say and after then, I didn't have any frustrations. Of course, I do have frustrations, but I have a, I use it as a motto now. Hmm. I think this is also like... A, to, to, to manage your emotions, you know, like when we have fear to do a jest uh, uh, or when we have a pain to do, to do a certain skill, I think that instead of being a blockage, should be your motto. And then whatever your vision and principles are, using that as a motto should, should be your goal. You know, I don't know, many people have fear to go backwards, for example, a flip flag mm. or, or, or even a macaco sometimes, you know, uh, or, or, or backflips and all that. If you block yourself with a sensation of fear instead of using it as your motor, if, you, if your character say, okay, come on, I want to overcome things. 
uh, let's use this fear as a real power to jump higher, to respect the, the technical side, to, to, to open my, 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 my sensual aspects, to be able to feel all the opening, to be able to feel uh, all, the, all the, the path of that shapes requires. I think you get it from the, you know, from, from, from this, using those blockages as a motor will allow you to do it better because you're scared of falling because you're going very low, but jump higher, you know? And how do you train that? Well, skill-specific training, you want to jump higher, jump, brother. <laughs> you want to move, move, you know? You want to do 100 push-ups, we'll do 100 push-ups, we'll train push-ups, bro. Obviously with all the, the protocols and all the uh, strength power. But I think, you know, I think this approach of, we want to know how I wanna get there. But we want to know like overthinking and over detail, like how many reps mm -hmm. I should do per week to actually mm -hmm. have more efficient progress. This vision, I think um, we can question it because I think it's lacking of essence and, and you don't develop a passion, you know, you develop an obsession, uh, uh, and which is also cool. I don't say it's bad, but I think passion is the key of success. You know, when you go to these uh, big names, uh, Athletes, for example, they don't they don't they don't relate their success to to the practice or to the trainers. They relate their success to to passion, to passion of it, and and, and do these extra hours of training and these uh, these questions of uh, multidisciplinary training and, and and cross training and all those things, you know. And, and that's because you're passionate about it. You want to know instead mm -hmm. of being obsession of finishing your program that your coach send you, and then you need to say, okay, shit, I didn't do five. I won't tell him because you know, man. Uh, you know, you want to do it, do it, bro. I, I think I'm a little bit old school in that way, but uh, when it's necessary, of course, I develop a proper program and I say, okay, you need to do three times a time or five times. Nah. Mm. Uh, but I think you need to always keep in mind that you have to have fun. You can, you, 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 at first, why are you actually training? And you need to question, why are you actually waking up with this necessity of movement, you know, because you want to be amazing? But have fun being amazing, you know, no, no, don't become this blind of not looking after your nose, you know, like, man, and be proud who you are and help people to be amazing also. Like, I think this is a nice way to look at things. Mm. <laughs> yeah, never really thought of this difference between obsession and passion in that way. And I think that was a really interesting way you've uh, explained that. Um, so from this period as well, like, uh, I see now you're more involved in, in in circus and this sort of side. Like, so was there a shift, uh, or uh, was there a shift away from the martial arts side into this side, or what sort of happened there with that transition? Well, uh, if I if I show to my mom what I'm doing now for her, it's gonna be kung fu. You know, <laughs> hmm. I, I mean, for me, it's everything connected. I ne I, I didn't went far from my roots. I understood, I understood better. I, I have my uh, better wish of research going deeper what I'm actually, what is this, this famous skill set, you know, uh, and how to apply it to any field. Why, why circus? Uh, I, I started dance. Uh, this necessity to, to, to say something, you know, because I, I have the impression that, uh, again, 
knowing is useless without actually doing something you know uh, knowledge knowledge is a responsibility uh, so I, w I was teaching from very young because as I say, my father exposed me to many fields, you know, I was, my, my first official group uh, was, was very young, you know, 17 years old or something like that, because I needed to be 18 to have the special accreditation or whatever, I need to be legal, all that thing, hmm. but brief. Uh, so I, I have always the necessity to, to do something with, with that responsibility, with the knowledge to share with people something. So I was already supposed to teaching, so I was already teaching, uh, but wasn't enough. I didn't feel that I was touching enough people because I was only sharing the, 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 the information towards the actually physical people or to the like uh, this movement enthusiast, you know, like you know, wasn't open to anybody. Mm. Uh, and then I met, uh, I met a guy on the street. He was training himself, you know, he was like practicing some moves. And I approached him and I said, listen, I think I can help you, man. You know, like, try like this, try like that. And he said, who you are, who you think to are to give me some retours, uh, feedbacks and stuff. He said, I'm sorry, man. Uh, I just see I can help you, you know. Like, where are you training? Like, where, where you learn all this? And he told me about one guy. Uh, he's a very cool guy. Uh, he's a choreographer, but he's more into the social program. Okay, so he works with, like, uh, these... Uh, conflictive guys you know or coming from a different background so like a very tough black uh, hood so or stuff that's why the attitude of this kid that was like who you are and all that because it's where he comes from you know and he told me that this choreographer that was working with these kind of people and, and then i find it very very impressive you know say this is great man you know imagine uh, opening the perspective to these people and tell them that actually they, they can they can change their interests they can change their life they can have a, 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 a you know, they can do a physical practice to a change, you know, to, mm -hmm. you can make a career out of it and go out of the street, for example, for, at that moment, that was my dream, you know, helping people. Mm. Like coming out from the mountains in China, so I wanted <laughs> to just change the world, you know, like compassion to all the beings and all those things was, <laughs> was my flag, you know. So, uh, yeah, he introduced me to this choreographer and said, listen, I, I met one of you guys, uh, I come to visit, like, uh, my name is Dias, uh, this is my background. Uh, I just come to tell you thank you, bro. You know, I just come to say thank you because you 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 you're doing an amazing work, and you inspire me to actually put my ideas clear in how to actually help people, help the, the community now. And he said, "Oh, uh, what can you do?" Well, uh, you know, and I said, "Well, he basically did an audition in five minutes. You know, like I come to say thank you, and he said, "Okay, show me this, this, and that." And I was able to, I was just coming out of China, so I was very powerful, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so everything he asked, I, I was managing to, doing, uh, to do it. And then he said, okay, you want, you're interested to join the company? Listen, we have some projects. And I said, great, of course. So, uh, and I joined them. You know, I was training with them, sharing, sharing my experience with them, my vision of, of, of movement of practices and how to apply it to other kids. And, and obviously that brings more kids, more, more, more young people, more adults also who want mm -hmm. to change their lives. It was a beautiful project. Uh, uh, and then from, with him, we went to a festival uh, to perform. And I saw this uh, circus company doing everything in one show. You know, all these amazing capacities that you can develop with your body, they were doing it. 
you know, in dance, it's always, this guy was more focused in dance acrobatics. So we still have this virtuosism in the side, but these guys, they were used all around powerful, you know, like hanging, upper body, flexibility, speed work, everything was in it. So I approached them and said, hey guys, what are you guys doing here? Oh, this is a, a contemporary circus concepts. And they said, where did you learn that? Okay. And, and then they said they were, they were doing a school in Europe. And they said, okay, I need to go there. Okay, that is the next step. You know, because uh, what you're doing is calling me. I think, uh, mm. I think it's more with my vision of capacities. I think it's more related with me. So I went to, I went to find that in Europe. And then I, I joined a circus school. Uh, they developed a program for me. And then I met a guy who told me there is a, a, in France, there is a national circus school that your profile will fit. And so I make a selection. I got chosen. It's very difficult to get in, in that school. But... Uh, I had the luck to get chosen. It opened my perspective of practice, of movement, or artist. It's a beautiful formation. Uh, and, and I can say that uh, enriched a lot the way I, I share the information now. Mm. Even, the, even if the approach was more towards art, like they want me to be an interpret, a creator. Uh, that was, this is the main objective of an art school, of course, to be an artist. But for me, my, the pedagogy, like always, I wanted to be a teacher. So it was very cool. And then I, I went up into a professional performing and I still do because I think I feel the necessity. I feel that I still have things to say uh, to general audience. But my main interest now is obviously uh, uh, sharing the information and make other people curious and, and, and open other people's vision to be able to, to share and transform more people. You know, I think you really plant the seed when you share information. Mm. You know? Making a show, you want to have a club that people might remind you one week, two weeks, but actually sharing information to someone, form, forming someone, he might share information with someone else, someone else, someone else, and it's really like a tree, you know, like a, mm. that's why. And comparing like your circus training and your experience to your martial arts experience from before, did you see this as sort of, almost harnessing the same essence or maybe could you comment a little bit about maybe the similarities and differences between these, these modalities? Mm-hmm. One of the most difficult parts for me was to understand the approach of virtuosism, you know, uh, because circus is amazing. You know? we, we, come to, we come to circus because we can do amazing things. You know, you can be trained to learn and do great things. Uh, and of course, I was attracted for that. Everyone should, will be, you know. And, but uh, for me, it was deeper than that. So what's the difficult part for me? When you are in school, they, they, they give you a lot of technique, a lot of technique, a lot of technique. Uh, and this, it does help. It was more accessible when, when you have a background. And, and as, a, as, you, as I share with you, it was a very holistic background. We were very, very like vast uh, information I have in my body collected. So it was very nice to, to apply this towards the new practices, which was more technical and more like a lot of drills, for example, a lot of progressions. Okay, you want to do that, that figure, you need to pass through this, and this is the basics. And so that helped me to develop now these programs more, more structured, if you want, because in mm. China, is you go and you do it. <laughs> they throw you there, and, and, and if it hurts, do it one more time like that it will hurt less. You know? 
So, and then the, the circus could help me to that, to, to really believe, uh, uh, make me believe that there is also a, another way to, to share a progression to anybody, you know, because sometimes you arrive to people that you go that tough and they say, oh, la, la, no, this is too difficult for me. But if you really tell them, okay, do a step one, step two, step three for three months and then uh, whatever time, then you want to be able to do that. And they will, they will feel the progression differently. So that, mm. that did help a lot. That was one adaptation. But only when I was in, the, in France, in the, in the superior school in France, which is very art oriented. So that you have classes of all the art fields with many different uh, guest teachers with uh, theater, dance, uh, sculpture, magic. Uh, you have uh, these beautiful questions towards your practice and you can, uh, what, for example, one I, I remember, there was this puppetry workshop that we did intervention and for me that it was a beautiful way to to apply this the articulation motion of, of tai chi mm. you know like a, a, the, the vocabulary on an object and and how to apply it towards an expression mm. and that that's when you when you're an artist you say okay well now i understand how to move an object you know but for me it was ah now you understand that concept of the master who put me in the mirror to, to understand how I actually passed to the, you know, and, and for me was this little marionette who actually made me to understand after many years, man, you know, but because it was on me, you know. So yeah, that was the, 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 the way, and I think this is the, still the difficult part to, to share with my students uh, in general, because I do not teach only in circles, you know. This is, uh, this is like where I pass most of the time, but I, I have, students that they nothing to do with circus like they're not mm. even nothing to do with any physical practice and they can benefit from the principles of lifting and sinking from the principles of this meditative motion uh, and and slowly they start applying and getting stronger and getting more mobile or I, I i work with old people also from from kids from four years old you know like a, it's applicable for any 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 age yeah. I think this is a good segue into going into the shifting project and then learning more about this. And you mentioned some of these principles such as lifting and, and sinking. And before we were talking about uh, in your email, uh, I'm not sure how to pronounce it, but bien hua, the, the art of change as well. So maybe let's start with the shifting project. Is this is this how you describe your work or you know what you, what you tell people what you, you are teaching? Yeah, uh, thank you for this, man. It's, it's always very cool to question yourself back again and again because this is the way I approach my practice, constant questioning and researching. And I never write, I never write. I think we shouldn't be. Well, yeah, uh, I, I, I approach it like that because when you say immediately, when you say to the people to shift, uh, you already have this impression of, of full motion you know, it's not only shift one side to the other, you familiarize it with sand shifting art, for example, you know, like you, 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 you approach the motion into a more dense, dense density, with more density in it, you know, more dense, more movement. So that's why I approach it like that, like that people, the first impression, okay, I, I, need, to, I need to utilize that concept of, of shifting, you know, only moving, okay? Uh, and, and project because we do actually have an objective, you know, and, and, and we, want, we want that. So that's why we, we 
we understood uh, this thing I've been developing with my wife uh, as well, uh, that the shifting project should um, help the people to understand their own capacities, you know, to, to, to open their perspective of how the practice works and, and how, how they collect information from the training and how they create independence, you know, this wish of uh, self-study, self-research, uh, creating independence, uh, applying the knowledge and, and all that. So we want them to complete the final task, which is independence, you know, which is creating your own movements, you know, often the people uh, get a little bit confused, especially now with this access of information and, and these uh, fashionable ways of moving now. So they come and they want to learn moves, you know, they come to me or to my wife and say, okay, can you teach me this move? Yes, I can teach you that move. But you know, that move will take us maybe 15 minutes to achieve, you know, but uh, uh, talking about something accessible. <laughs> uh, but if, uh, if, if, what, what I do share with them is more the concept and the principle based in lifting thinking. Um, for example, now like we are into this topic, you know, how that will bring you balance or harmony. And then you're going to generate power. As soon as you have that, you, 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 you're actually able to create your own movements. Okay, so for me, I think I should share this necessity of I want to understand what I'm capable of doing instead of I want to learn that trick. Uh, which is all I have like renewable life and all those things. I need to be able to adapt. I always talk about adaptability and reactivity and all those things in my class. So I also adapt and react towards the impulses. You know, if I have a guy or a lady who come and say, teach me that and you can feel that she's only or he's only interested in achieving that skill okay let's just work in that and inside that that teaching i always 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 uh, motivate to this go deeper into understanding why you're actually putting your hand there feel this feel that not only look there and throw yourself at the same time i, I invite you to this self self-caring you know this self self uh, exploring exploration so, so yeah, this is what, what we do, uh, basically. We, we, we base our teaching in that, lifting and sinking, okay? Bienhua principle is the art of changing, the art of changing, co com, uh, constant transformation, okay? Not being stuck into a single shape, for example. There is main series, call it like that, you know, main principles, movement that we have to pass, uh, Tashon, for example, like uh, this, the tree, standing tree, for example, that is like a, the, one of the pos stance positions that I really focus on. It is okay if I, I want to ask you to learn one shape, it's going to be this, you know, because from there you understand what is center of mass, whereas you understand where is weight shifting, weight transfer. You understand connections, relaxations, and you can you can start going deeper into lifting and sinking. What is lifting and sinking? Okay, from there we understand this Co completely codependent force. Okay, so for a fact, let's let's put it more narrative to, to, to try to put it more clear. When you practice, your body should be all 
the articulations a little bit bend. Let's call it like that. Okay, and this relaxation stand. Okay, relax, but not because you relax, you death. Okay, you habitate that relaxation stand. Mm -hmm. So, when you allow this um, freedom of the articulation, okay, you allow this tension inside because you relax, but you active. Okay, so it's a constant alert contemplation being being accessible to any situation okay so god's very meditative now but well uh, with the, beyond the mysticism of the practice and more to the practical side when your body is relaxed in this position you allow this survival mood you know like this alert saying for a fact uh, you you're doing one movement that you really obsessed with it you really want to get that but if you block your articulation you have one little mistake and the chances of saving that movement will be very little because you need to be precise as hell to be able to get it. But if you allow this relaxation um, concept that I'm talking about, you allow this sinking motion that is going to be able to lift you out after. So it's going to help you to achieve certain gest or to save the mistake because we can't be perfect every repetition, every, every one. Like life is like that, you know, physical arts is like that. You're alive, you're moving, so you can't, otherwise it's empty. And then we have these beautiful uh, viral videos that you can see it's empty. You, you repeat uh, uh, three movements and then you can see there is no intent in it. Mm. So you feel that. And from there you have this possibility to that because it's creating attention itself. You know, it's ready. It's, it's, as I said before, attention is ready to explode. And that's where we're going to attack. It's where we're going to hook in it, you know, like take it from our benefit. So this is like the main practical, understandable side of, of lifting and sinking. Obviously, but it goes, goes very, very deep. Uh, uh, it's, it's a practice, a meditative practice that uh, uh, re, uh, focus into the spiral force, always compressing, always expanding, always rotating. And that, that is going to bring us into, I'm going to throw the, all the techniques, all the theory in my concepts. <laughs> okay, that is going to bring us into looking the movement in a more dense way. You know, mm -hmm. when, we, when, we, when we think in a movement, when we feel the movement, we should be asking, uh, we should be feeling the breathing, for mm -hmm. example. How do I breathe? You know, we should be feeling how dense I am in the space. You know, how much strength I'm actually using how, how can I speed it up? Where is, where is actually the accelerator? You know, like it's, it's always a direction and it's always a motor that's going to accelerate the movement and that is going to make it lighter, heavier. You can suspend it. You can create a, a balance. You can create unbalance. Having those, how, what, is you, what is your rhythm in that motion? You know, like you, what, is, what is the amplitude of the, mm. of the movement? Those are very, very important questions that we should, when, when we move, how do you achieve that through practice or, or through training uh, with the very simple questions, you know, very, very simple exercise uh, can be agility work, speed work, reactivity work. You know, uh, it's, it's very many, many different ways in the practical side without going into, because some people don't, don't care about meditation. So you, you shouldn't go there when it's not. So you need to slowly introduce him towards that practice and say, listen, it's also important. You know, it's also going to give you some, some concept that you might not feel in always working speed and mm. always working strength. 
you know so you make the example of going to the gym and not taking nothing back home you know it's a bit sad you know because you just you're spending a lot of love a lot of passion uh, doing those repetitions doing, doing those uh, muscle growth and all this beautiful thing uh, but if you're not taking nothing back home it's a little bit sad you know, for my mm. point of view uh, so if you're doing a normal bench press you know but if in the you're focusing your breathing you want to have more lightness to, to, to achieve heavier weight, okay? The, the, the density of your push, you know, you're not pushing only with your arms. Uh, I'm not too into weightlifting, but <laughs> what, I'm saying, what I'm saying is like, you're not pushing only in your, mm. in your, in your arms, you're pushing with all the strength, with, with the all amplitude of the movement. You have a rhythm to follow, you know? This, these are important concepts that can be applied to any practice. Mm. So I want to put it into context to as opposed to maybe some you know quite popular practices that you might see on the internet which uh maybe let's say for calisthenics which is all about achieving certain shapes right like getting the plant shape or getting the l-sit shape or getting the straight line handstand shape so do you use tools like that or is it done in a completely different way where you you disregard those tools or do you still see that you know, th those form certain certain parts of this practice. You see, uh, uh, here once um, for the Dalai Lama, I think he said it, it was very beautiful. I say that the answer for, for happiness is uh, not neglecting the, the our ancestors, like the traditional information, with the modern information. So for me, it really makes sense because in my in my practice was. Uh, was always uh, this confusion when people come and see, you know, or train my class and say, okay, what am I doing? Like, looks like I'm doing dance or looks like I'm doing Tai Chi or, or now he's asking me to, to feel a, a spiral universal form inside my being. How can, what is he talking about? You know, so I, I do accept, you know, and bring all the power of all other, other disciplines you know, as I, I, most of the time I pass my time in a circus school. So uh, there is a lot of also skill, you know, like it's very skill orientated. Uh, uh, but we approach this, the, the, the artistic project of the school to question your practice, to question your training. So yes, I will give you drills to have this forever look perfect line in handstands. But if, you intend, you want to share a completely different concept of what is beauty, beauty, what is perfection. It doesn't need to be straight. You need, you need to develop more the precision, the control, the, the, the achieve. When you I always say to the people, when you achieve some skill, you need to be able to do it as you wake up. Mm. You know, like you say, okay, I have, I have splits. Do a split now. Okay, you got it? You have the split. Okay, so it's obviously in certain range of coherence, okay? So <laughs> I'm not saying go do and do crazy shit without warm-up, of course not. <laughs> but, but, but yeah, this is approach of practice. So of course, else it, you know, but with intention. Mm. You know, like with, with, this, with this curiosity. You, and when you pass it, when you say, okay, there is a way, there is a way to 
chin up. That is a way I'm to muscle up, to muscle up, for example, muscle up, okay, and the rings, mm. okay? False grip, uh, whatever, passing through, you know? When I, when I teach it to my people, uh, when, and, or when I perform it, I, I try to don't just focus on in the, in, the, in the passing through, and the deep, and the coming up. So when I share it, I tell them also what to feel around, what are they activating around. So, so to, to be far from the vanity training, as I mentioned before, you know, to, to go into more the, the, this conceptualization of what you're feeling, like, okay, now express what you're feeling, express, like the exercise uh, for them every, by the end of the month, for example, they need to write what, what, um, what movement is, uh, uh, is for them and how they actually apply it to the daily, daily life. That's one exercise, you know, that, and write it by hand. So the only way to actually have that paper done is to when you train the muscle up, is actually being present and not, and not only focusing to, into actually muscling up, <laughs> like actually finishing the, the, the gist. Uh, of course, the technical side is there. You, you, you need to fall with, to pass through uh, more, more accessible. You need to... Uh, have the perfect form to be able to work economically, to don't hurt your articulations, etc., etc. But when you share the information, you need to motivate your student to tell, okay, what did you feel? If they express, I feel pain, okay, what is this pain about? You know, you go deeper, and, and only by doing this, you start motivating this curiosity, this deeper understanding of what you practice is, you know. So next time when you train alone, you want to say, okay, last time I did it like this, and I feel pain in my, in my, in my shoulder. Ah, okay. I open my shoulder, I contract my scapula, to say all those, all those other technical sides, and, and you, you become more independent because you feel. Okay, so you are, you are able to train by yourself and achieve the thing by yourself because Latin, last time you train it, you feel the pain and you question why you're feeling the pain. So next time you train it, okay, and you don't always regarding your teacher, what did I did wrong? Yeah, so it's like going back to that concept of trying to make them self-sufficient and independent so that they have this curiosity to make these self-corrections so that when things go wrong, that they can handle when things go wrong and, and adapt to that situation. Like life, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm curious still on this like lifting and sinking um, principle, and I was wondering whether you could share like with maybe with an, another practical example of mm-hmm. how or, or, or what, what this principle is? Mm-hmm. Let's imagine a, a jellyfish, for example. Mm-hmm. Okay? Uh, when, when you see this jellyfish swimming, advancing, you know? Wow. Wow. See how he, every time he compresses, he expands, he compresses, he expands. And when he comes, when he comes this, this con, con, compact form of itself, it's not just uh, petite, it's not just small, okay? You can feel this density, of, uh, uh, you can feel, you can see this density of his shape that is actually going inside of itself, you know? You can see how mm-hmm. actually it's generating the power to push out, 
Okay, so this is another visual visual way of understanding. Okay, it's not it's not only small big small big small big. Mm. Yeah, you 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 sinking, but you sinking by generation power. Uh, uh, this is like a, a centrifugal force, you know, that you generate inside this this spiral force that you, is actually compressing to be able to expand. So when you see the jellyfish uh, advancing. You can feel that. You can feel that it's a dangerous creature there. You know, you can mm. feel that he's not only small, big, small, big. You can see every time he gets very compact, you can feel how actually one tornado is building inside when he push out and you can see the bubbles out afterwards. Wow, that was a, a, a nice push. So this is another way to understand what is lifting and sinking, applying to the body. Um, be a jellyfish. <laughs> Applying <laughs> <laughs> apply, apply to the body, you can. Um, okay, I want to give you another practical side. Okay, we are in the three position, the three standing three position. Okay, you're trying to find that perfect balance in your feet, right? So you have someone told you that you need to actually feel your knees going forward and wherever. Okay, well, let's forget about that. And let's see how much weight I actually have in my feet, for example. Okay. Uh, let's say just to put a number, always depends on the circumstances because my, my, my point of balance will not be the same of your point of, point of balance. Okay. But, but of course, there is guidelines that help us to understand or to find it or to reach it. Okay. In less than 10 years instead of 20 years, let's say. Okay. So but let's say 60, 40. 60 in the heels, 40 in, on the, just before the toes, okay? Mm -hmm. The toes are activated to be able to hold the other 40, yeah? So by the, that is gonna make your hips rotate into a relaxed position, okay? And that is gonna open all, all, all your hip area towards your legs. And that's going to rotate all your leg from the center, mm -hmm. okay? When, when you play around, finding this perfect balance that you're going to generate because it's you, you, your personal needs, okay? I can come and find your balance. I bet, okay, this is theoretically what needs to be done, mm -hmm. okay? But it's not the same. It's not what you need. Mm -hmm. That's why I invite you to, to actually find it, okay? To actually find it is to train it. And once you actually found information by training it, you practice it. And when you practice it, okay, you find that constant life practice, we call it, you know, like how I walk, how I drink my coffee, how I stand up from sitting, all those things, and how much weight I have in my foot to be able to do it. So from that position, you're going to have that. As I said before, all your, all your body is in bent position. All your articulations are bended, you know, are not fully blocked. You can think in your center, and your coccyx, a little bit tilted in, you know, like if you want to look forward. From your center, you can start producing this circular motion, this like a eighth shape, okay? Without exaggerating, you don't want to be like a sexy dancing, you know, just like more internal, more like, okay, where are you? And that is going to produce some balance, okay? That is going to make your feet react differently. Mm. As producing this unbalance, this uh, uncertainty of, of where are you in space, the fit is going to activate. 
finding that balance, okay? A little bit to the outside, a little bit to the inside, forward, backwards, and those are impulses that is going to generate this spiral motion because as you're not going to motivate them with a straight line of balance, so they're going to produce these explosions of, 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 of tension that you're going to evolve after. Okay, this is a very basic uh, mm. uh, way of applying it, but I hope that makes sense. Um, then, how do we apply that, let's say, for a, 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 a crawling, okay, mm -hmm. or the locomotion? Yes, if there is right, there is, there is technical aspects to produce longevity and the articulations, etc., etc., of course, yes. But you need to also try to find that aspect, okay? Saying for a fact you're crawling forward, do not crawl forward in straight line. You know, produce this, this spiral motion, okay? And that is going to come from your standing position, how you actually felt that on balance, yeah? And, and how your feet produce these uh, little spikes of energy and going. So when you advance and you're crawling, you're going to be like a, like a drill, you know, mm -hmm. going through in. Uh, and that is going to give you that, that mobility to go, to go with more freedom because the weight is well pla placed. Yeah, it almost, um, you know, when, you, when I've seen really great practitioners, say if we use the example of, of locomotion, there's this, there's this sense of, of, of grace, which looks very aesthetically pleasing because you're like, oh, it just seems like they're placing their weight in a much more efficient or a lighter way than when I do it. And then I look at the recording and the video and I'm like, oh, I just look really heavy. Um, and maybe this is almost that principle and practice that you're describing. Yes, that, that will help you from the technical side, of mm. course. Okay. But I think what we should be also focusing should be an identity. Mm. Identity is very important. Who you are and why are you actually doing it and how you're doing it. What do you need to do it as you want to do it? Not as someone else is doing it. Okay. Because you will never do it as them. I hope so, because I, I do love diversity. I do love bodies and see the possibility and, and how someone can actually hold it one second more and it's just amazing. But he only, because it's his needs and he learned it, like he applied it like that. You know, like it's a very beautiful story. <laughs> uh, 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 my, my teacher was, teaching, uh, was telling me uh, the origin of Shinji Ba, for example, you know, like uh, and how Nash, uh, so let's put it in more like colloquial ways because uh, I do love when the people start to speak very scientifically and all that, but it's not accessible for everyone, people. So we need to actually wake up people. Come on, <laughs> let's wait. A guy come and say, listen, you have a technique, you have a method to, to which I feel it very powerful. Can you teach me? Okay, my method name is Shinji Ba, let's say. Okay, yes, okay, he teach him, he, he pass all the information, okay, at the time, uh, every was analphabetism, okay? They didn't know how to write or, or, or read. So every, all the information was sharing from a student to master, you know, like this. So he go back to his city and say, listen, people, I learned this from this master of that, of that region, and it's called Shingiba, okay? Because in their, son, in their area, the accent make them speak like that. Mm. 
Okay, so through, gener through generations now they have now they have this big discussion and this big research. What is what? Okay, and then the master say, yeah, everyone is looking in the wrong side. What it is is what it is. How you interpret it is how you need to interpret it regarding your, your needs today. Mm. You know who you are. Like if in that region I say uh, I say when I say light blue looks like a beautiful sky but in that other realm when i say light blue is like very dark you know like you can't blame that so the things are what the things are right so yeah i hope i hope i'm not going too far but yeah it's passionate man <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think you touched on that which is um quite an interesting thing with how identity so, identity yeah so with uh especially with the dis disciplines where sometimes people can get caught up into the fight of just like you know like maybe martial arts like what's better than the other uh, the other one right but then like you say like it is what it is like uh, it, it can be all the sa the same thing um and you know and this is something that coming from what a lot of uh, the listeners of this podcast is as familiar with with this like modern movement culture you know okay. forwarded by like Ido Potao and I was wondering you know what is your uh yeah what what is your knowledge of that or or, or involvement with that if if you have any I have very close friends very involved with him hmm. uh, and and I can tell you they've been progressing amazingly not only in the physical practice also uh, who, who how they they see life and how they they have developed this uh, curiosity and this necessity of how to share the information how to develop this community uh, I'm, I'm very very happy that Ido um, uh, did what he did or he's doing what he's doing what I'm, I'm a little bit concerned is the masses mis I think misunderstood him you know like uh, I think he he's deep far in his concepts and deep far in, in, in what he wants to share. Obviously, we all have needs to become um, to be able to be listened, you know. And in, in, in the beginning, he needed to open the door how he did. Uh, and now that he have the attention, and, and he realized that the, the people are, are not are not saying any uh, is that what it is. I just understand it from the outside. Okay. So I think people should now really focus on what he's trying to tell you guys, or they're trying to tell us, you know, and it's deeper, it's deeper than what we see and what he actually is sharing. So uh, I'm very happy that uh, he's very open uh, towards his practice. Uh, I do, I do respect his work. Yes, I don't know if I, I do fully identify myself with it, uh, but I'm sure that there is a big misunderstood from the masses or from the general audience toward what he really wants to share. I think he's deep far and he's very powerful what uh, his visions are. Mm. I do not understand him either, <laughs> okay? Yet, <laughs> I'm not I'm no, uh, as close uh, as many others, but I do feel the power. I do feel, I do feel the essence behind the, the, the learnings, okay, the teachings. Mm. Uh, yeah, this uh, it's beautiful. I mean, it's amazing what the guys are doing. Eh? Like uh, uh, skill, skill wise, is is perfect. And the more advanced practitioners, of course, they start to understand also what is are about all this skill related training. Mm. But I did love movement culture, bro. It's like uh, it was necessary. It was necessary for for 
all of us. Thanks to that, it's like we have in the chat, for example, thanks to that, thanks to that is, is very accessible now. It's the, the curiosity to actually start training something, even if it's skill related, even if it's I want to do hands or whatever, but you already have this necessity to get off the couch and, and, and start actually doing the spine wipe every day or doing the squat challenge of or this, which is amazing, man. You know, the benefit that he's uh, bringing to the general community. I'm very, very happy about that, you know. And then some people like to work with him. Some other people need him. Some other people doesn't need him. It's very cool. Yeah, that's uh, my it, point of view. Yeah, it's like... Um opening up this curiosity for, for a lot of people, almost like this search for this essence that you've were describing earlier, but you've just gone on a different path with um, that, that journey through China with the, the Chinese martial arts to come to, to where you are. But m maybe we can all feel like this universal thing of like, there is, there is something more and that within this, this practice, that's where it's opening this door to, to get some sort of understanding of what that is, even though at times I think for a lot of us, we always very, very much struggle to explain what that is. And so for people who are not in the practice or have that sort of practice mindset, they can't understand. And it's very hard to describe and communicate it to them. Yeah, I, I think uh, the, the way that things are accessible uh, now it's very cool because invite already to click on it or, or to open the thing and then start reading and then slowly start developing more and more or, or wish of knowing more, going deeper. Mm. As you say, okay, uh, I achieve... Uh, shift chin up okay what is next okay what is next what is next and, and obviously make you wish for more and, and it's very cool I, I i'm very happy that exists <laughs> yeah so say like a an office worker you know like a 30 year old guy from the office who was you know maybe he's gone to the gym a couple of times or maybe he's played soccer for a little while and he came to you and started what's wanting to do some some work with you what what kind of path or what kind of things would you start opening up to him to, to get him started in terms of a, a physical practice? Sure. Uh, depends the approach. Okay. As I say, I'm, 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 I'm not close. I'm very flexible and I do, I do uh, accept and respect many different approaches. So if it's one-on-one -on -one or if it's this, uh, uh, goal, I, I do goal specific, for example, coaching, goal specific coaching. Someone want to learn this. Okay. Let's go towards that. And inside that, I give you many other information. But, mm. uh, so if someone uh, arrives like that to my general classes, I do not make any difference than any other. Okay. And we will go to whatever, whatever the concept of the class is today. We're going to go through that. And the advanced people will share with the less advanced people. They're always generating this communication in class, you know. Um, I'm quite old school and quite strict. Like, uh, don't speak if it's not necessary. But I do love when they're in the lines so or waiting for their turn to pass. They actually changing information say hey man how you actually did it you know like what should i think and, and that's that's beautiful i find it very rich as a community you know so if someone comes to my general class it will be like that you will come in and let's start working okay and slowly you will find your, your personal goals you know like because you have many people they they just want to move bro. you know they just want to be inactive uh, even if he's lose weight you know even if he's uh, back pain or, or 
whatever your reason is, they just want to actually be active. Uh, they want to feel better with themselves. So just come, come to the practice, let's train together. I'll give you some tools, think about it. And slowly you're going to develop a wish because uh, you're exposed to information now. Is what I say before. You know that things ex exist until they present it to you. You know, like you, uh, I didn't know that that exists. You don't even look there. But now you actually see that it's actually the possibility to do that. Okay, that's my next goal. And then you come and speak to me. Listen, what, I do, what should I do to bring that? Okay, well, let's start working in that. You know, I'm, I'm very open uh, in that way. And obviously, when someone comes with a more specific goal and contact me, okay, one full splits. Okay, let's start, let's start working. <laughs> uh, and let's start, let's start enjoying the suffering, you know, of your, of your ambition, which is also very cool. You know, like, uh, what, what do you want to work? I can also work in that, but uh, don't be surprised that I will... Uh, invite you to, to understand what is the art of change, the art, uh, the art of constant transformation, uh, what, what, how, how can you apply towards your specific goal, the lifting and sinking principles, like uh, how can you find your identity as a mover? For mm. me, this is the most important. Being in an art field is very touchy because you arrive to a point into a, someone is performing on a specific speciality, a specific discipline. Okay, let's say more related to the movement, uh, culture in general, acrobatics, let's say, an acrobat dancer, look, you know, soft acrobatic, acrobatics, let's call it like that because everyone likes that. <laughs> uh, in that. In that way, you arrive into a point that everyone starts moving in the same way. This, even the same combos, man, even the same order, and becomes very sad. I mean, I've been, I've been doing this for, as I said, many, many years, you know, for a long time. So I find it very sad because only now when the information is actually very accessible, we become less, less who we are. You know, like you should profit that you have access to all these influences to explore and find yourself, to find this identity in motion. I think it's very important because otherwise it becomes pointless. I don't think we here to teach you a sequence, a sequence to everyone have to do it together and and in the same way. Even for example, uh, in the group, you show them a path. You show them a sequence of ten movements or so two movements. Let's start basic. Three movements. Okay. Okay. We learn it. One, two, three. One, two, three. Repeat it. Okay. And then, then you approach a different task, a different possibility. And then it's when it starts to come the identity. And I don't care that everyone is not doing it the same way. Actually, it's not my goal. I want to, you to find yourself the way you do it. So it's very important that when you, when you share an information, push the student to find the identity in motion, okay? What, how you do it and why you're doing it like that today, now. Is the next repetition will uh, look the same or you have a different need? You want to express something different, you know? And that needs to pass through many different situations, movement situations, to have a very different ways of doing it. You know, this unpredictability work, mm. this adaptability work, etc. This is really interesting because, yeah, there's, especially like you can see a lot on Instagram, there's a lot of posts about like perfect form, right? Do it in this way. Don't do it in, in another way. Also within the learning process, when you're learning something, I think there's a lot of uncertainty as to like what's right and what's wrong. Let's say like for the handstand, right? It's very heralded that, you know, you should be standing 
straight in a line as straight as possible. And that's like the, the best, best, best sort of way. And then you kind of commit yourself to this process of trying to straighten your handstand line. Right. So maybe let's take that as an example of trying to find your identity and motion of like a, a, a sort of handstand at what stage or how do you help your students find that identity uh, while still going towards that skill acquisition, if you know what I mean, because it, it kind of like you do need to hit past uh, that, that position to, to get that skill. Yeah, well, uh, talking about Hanson, which is very, very specific. Uh, it's a straightforward. Hanson mm -hmm. is straightforward, you know. Uh, but it's also a lot of possibilities in it. I think the main point, you need to understand what, uh, what, is, what is your center of mass and your alignment, okay, as a starting point. Of course, a strengthening and all that, okay. We're not talking about this. That. Uh, and from there, what you understand, center of mass, alignment, my personal center of mass, okay? Because my, I was born like that and I have this pronounced uh, curve in my lower back or I have a very broad, very big rib cage. Mm -hmm. So I cannot do a flat straight line because I have rib cage, I have a big rib cage. So do not get frustrated with that. Understand where is your center of mass and your alignment. And from there you start working I don't say you will not have the, the opening the shoulders with the time you can also, but you work it. It's like any, any other skill, you know, like a, a mobility, like a, a speed work. Today you move like this, tomorrow you understand what is transfer, transfer of, of weight. Now you move a little bit more uh, precise, you know, more uh, faster. Uh, Enhances is, is the same, uh, it's how I approach it, you know. I do not have answers, guys. I have a lot of questions and I have, <laughs> I have the invitation uh, always to make yourself questions, you know, so. This is, this is the way. So once, once uh, you, you help your student to say, okay, where is your alignment? Where is your center of mass? Okay, from there, let's go, let's start. Okay, we, we, we develop a program, we do exactly the same skill work, it's, it's exactly the same alignment work, conditioning, uh, opening the shoulders, understanding the, uh, the core activity, I'm talking about the, the straight line, eh? core activation, etc., etc. feeling your toes, because you know, like, uh, but you need to tell them from the beginning. And even if it seems to be a lot of information, we have this tendency of being scared of, of giving them a lot of information because the student now is as everything is so accessible in this immediate everything is immediate so we don't allow this this possibility okay can you give me this bunch of information i need to think in this i need to look in this i need to activate there and then i need to all, after all that i need to feel where my toes are oh la la it's a lot to think but today you will feel something and you work as a student as a practitioner should be okay what that makes me feel today okay what did i did actually feel that alignment that he's talking about ah i did this bam something less to overthink of course you will think <laughs> uh, and then bam you can focus on the next step okay and then you need to be patient and let the things happen especially in handstands <laughs> because this is like a long 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 way to go uh, and it's a constant work so don't don't get frustrated if you don't know where your toes are when you when you kick up just kick up, <laughs> okay? And then slowly, you start slowly training and all the drills, uh, wall, uh, to the wall, uh, partnering, uh, strengthening, uh, less supported, more supported, all that.
And but it seems like you're trying to stress on them the importance of recognizing the the principles behind what you can gain from say like that that handstand, and then the manifestation of those principles within your body could mean that it will look in its own individual way different to whatever picture you may be looking at on on the internet. Acceptance, you know, you need to you need to understand who you are and accept also and accept that you you're beautiful who you are you're strong you know like uh, uh, strong in your capacity and you need to be f- uh, proud of who you are with the capacity that you have today because being that uh, you want to push yourself to be better and better every day okay don't be scared to accept that you have no uh, your shoulders open enough or or, or or you don't have good struggle to be doing press up you know like this is where you are today and you, you understand what is intent training and, and you know where you want to be. It's easy to rest. Mm. You need to put the work down and, and, and there is no magic pills around. You, you, you work for it or you don't. But I think you need to be convinced that who you are is beautiful. You know, happiness, man, like having fun. Okay, today I managed to do a car well, stopping in the middle. Is far away for a car without hands. But I understood something today. It's very cool. And be, fe- be proud of that, of, of, of your own, let's say again, process, you know, <laughs> or your own process. Be, be who you are, man. Be who you are, yeah. Mm. And nowadays, what does your, your practice look like? Like, what are you currently working on? This is a beautiful one. You know, I, I constantly are working in, in a research of how to make it more accessible to the people, to my students. You know, like I, I do ask myself every day, I, I bring every day new concepts and how can I apply it to my classes. And, and, and for me, it's a very, very interesting topic and it's a very beautiful practice that, uh, because it makes me question my own practice as well. Um, so uh, what am I working on? I'm working on that, being able to communicate to no matter who, who is in front of me, to no matter what the goals are, and to be able to share and open their perspective, you know, that, that perception of, of visualization, who they want to be and who they are now, you know, because who you are now is going to help you to get where you want to be. So uh, this is what I'm working on. Uh, Every, every class I do, I try to approach it differently. I, I, I'm trying to rescue some of the concepts that did work before and go deeper. Uh, sometimes just a word or change the whole game. Uh, and, and this is what I'm very curious about. This is my, re, my research right now. Yeah. Awesome. So it seems like, yeah, you're very orientated towards like this... Uh, rather than just for your for yourself but for 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 teaching for others to to share what what you can already do from your body but then to pass that on to to other people yeah it doesn't mean i do not have uh, projects you know physical projects let's call it you know like but for me uh, at the moment i want to really the people understand what is balance you know like what is harmony in your training because once you understand harmony you are able to create your own movements as i said before so uh, in my personal projects, uh, I, do, I do apply all the concepts and, and, and for example, my con- I, I did a post not long ago uh, about conditioning 
Okay, and how, how I do my, my, my conditioning, applying all the lifting thinking concepts and how can I adapt that towards um, uh, my, my, my general practice and also how to share it. Okay, uh, skill-wise, uh, uh, I'm not really like super attached to it, you know, I think I, I uh, for me, it's, I'm still working in understanding lifting and sinking techniques, lifting and sinking principles, uh, and I think it's difficult enough <laughs> to, to, to focus on and, and, and skills, you know. But uh, for example, I take him back, I take it, I recuperate in a lot of old stuff that uh, obviously you can't just work that much projects uh, over the over your programs, you know. Mm -hmm. But I in a lot of old stuff. I work in, for example, this morning, before my teaching, I worked for my two finger sense, for example, like, uh, you know, Qigong stuff, like send, send two finger send uh, work. Uh, I work in that, I work in my, in my thinking and, and the principle of understanding how breath and, and, because it's very difficult, man. When you practice, you need to put the tongue behind your teeth. You need to push your tongue as you want your teeth out. In the same time, you're breathing and you're expanding that oxygen in the whole body. You need to feel that the blood is coming out your hair and your nails are penetrating your bones and penetrating the fingers. At the same time, without forgetting how much percents of weight you have in your body and forgetting the flow of, and not forgetting the flow of energy inside. It's too difficult. Okay, so I'm training that every day. I'm projecting the power towards my eyes. So skill-related training is at the moment less relevant. Mm -hmm. uh, but I do my daily, my daily routines and skill, for example, handstands, uh, soft, uh, soft acrobatics, uh, percutive acrobatics. I do work a lot of uh, speed work and agility, the athletic the athletic part of the training is being uh, underlooked these days. And I think people shouldn't forget how important that is and how powerful tool could bring to the table because in speed work, uh, you understand transfer of weight. You understand transfer of weight. There you have, you have that, you was what you work. Explosivity, you know, this, and, and I think you need to go back to athletics you know, for uh, athletic work that will bring you a lot of to the table. I do a lot of that. Mm. Uh, yeah, this is what I'm actually working on. Yeah, well, it's been beautiful getting insight into all these different areas of, of your practice and, and your teaching. And yeah, I think just for what's happening from here into the, the sort of near future, what, what are you planning in terms of like the shifting project or with your, with your teaching? Uh, we want to open it uh, to to everyone. We want to enrich enrich their practice in general. Uh, so we start opening more towards uh, more online practices, online coaching. Okay, because um, before we have very small group in online, as you might understand, is very broad, very difficult uh, to share it. Mm. So and now. We, we want to open this perception, this uh, perspective of practice towards everyone. I think everyone now is in, in, in a very good direction. 
but I think there is questions to be made and, and, and to achieve those and, and reinforce your practice. Yeah, so we want to achieve that. We want to open more that. Now with the, with the situation, the sanitary situation, now we can't really travel too much mm. uh, to teach, but we also do a lot of workshops, a lot of interventions to different institutions, studios, movement studios, uh, from, from yoga to crossfitters to like uh, be, uh, 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 active people, you know. And yeah, so now we more, this is what the vision that we have. Uh, my, my wife also, she's now in her postpartum uh, program, for example, is doing very, very well. So she's also facilitating this information towards ladies, okay, mummies <laughs> and moms. And and she's focusing in that how to how to bring those all those concepts uh, without gaining to any mysticism making it very accessible to everyone uh, and you know from general fitness general conditioning uh, and then from there we can go deeper because uh, sometimes people get scared and say well uh, this is too complicated and i don't i'm not ready for this i'm not ready for this i'm not ready for it. and then you keep asking yourself why you don't moving how you want to move so mm. You, you're always ready. You're always ready. So you just need to put the work out. Awesome. And for anybody listening who's, you know, understanding and really resonating with what, you, what you're saying and wanted to get in touch, what would be the best way to, yeah, find out more about your work and, and the shifting project? Sure, but you can, you can uh, drop there to Instagram. We do uh, share a lot of, uh, of ideas and concepts to, to practice. Sometimes we put some posts, always general posts, but in stories, we, I, I share a lot of, of my daily basis practice. Um, students, students work, I, I, I do not share too much uh, because it's not, it's not my merit. Is they is they victory? You know, they they learn it. <laughs> you know, I I, I we, yes, I did facilitate it, but you learn it. You know, so I find it less relevant. But yeah, you can you can go to Instagram and follow us and see what we're doing. We want to be there sharing more information. We we're trying to open a a discussion every Sunday, for example. And we go live and and we discuss from topics, uh, uh, use concepts about, for example, conditioning or, or how to incorporate your practice to, with your family, uh, uh, how to get you, your kids, how to train your kids, for example, into the playful mood. Uh, uh, what is sacrifice? Because for example, being a dad, also you understand how you sacrifice your practice, you know, like uh, mm. your training and how to apply those first 20 minutes, 30 minutes, because the kid, for example, will uh, achieve that much of attention. And how you sacrifice and adapt that towards your general warm-up, this mm. way of saying, but at the same time, sharing information, valuable information to your kids, for example. You know, like all, all these things, we do chatting every Sunday, uh, and we go live, for example, and, 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 and we, we, we play around and we talk, it's very chilled, you know, like sometimes we just have a chat with a coffee. Uh, sometimes I just run around and, and, and we, we, we're sharing what's happening in the morning in this house, basically. <laughs> Which, uh, is mainly is training and mainly is practicing and, and having fun. So yeah, yeah, you can come and find us there. Awesome. Very cool. I'll look out for these live discussions. It sounds like a very fun household with a lot of things happening. Um, and yeah, really looking to seeing how you 
start sharing more of this, this practice and this teaching online and, and expressing these principles that we've gone through just briefly today. Cause I think, yeah, there's a lot of depth there and especially that concept about finding your own identity emotion yeah, that, that was really powerful. So, you know, after this chat, I'm going to be thinking about that one for a while. And yeah, I just want to finish off with thanking you for your time today. I really, really appreciate it. Thank you, man. Thank you so much. Uh, uh, please keep going. Keep having fun. Enjoy. Enjoy your practice. And, uh, enjoy. Thank you. Have fun, guys. Yes, Thank you very much for joining us on episode 36 of The Passive Hang. And thanks to you guys for sticking around all the way to the very end. I hope you enjoyed that one. It was a really interesting story that was shared. And I think he's got a very unique perspective. So all those principles that he was talking about, lifting and sinking, the art of change, this identity or finding your identity, both in motion and in yourself, that was a lot of food for thought for myself re-listening back over to that episode. So I hope you guys enjoyed. Remember, I have a lot more podcasts, a lot more videos, all that sort of stuff coming, especially in the new year. So I'm very excited to share that all with you. And if you have any questions or would love to get in touch, please feel free to send me a message. So you can find my details either on the website, that's on thepassivehang.com or on Instagram at fayonp, that's at P-H-A-O-N-P, and direct message me. I will always seek to get back to you. So thanks for sticking around, and I'll see you in the next episode.